What? What do dogs eat at the movies? What? Popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> Podcast. This is episode 223. My name is Steven Dutzman. I'm your host, as always. And this week, I am joined by my very good friend, Amanda Farrow, the Princess of Power. How are you? I am... I exist in this space and time. Yes, that's fair enough. So, it is... Uh, it's been a couple of weeks. We took some time off for uh, good reasons. And... Mm-hmm. Really, we have we, we had to come back because E three didn't happen this year. No, but not E three happened. Not E three happened, and it turns out not E three arguably harder to keep track of and cover than a giant show floor on the other side of the country because it feels like every outlet except Engaged Family Gaming had their own show, and frankly, had we decided to have one. Some indie developer would have sent us exclusive content. Um, it was crazy. This past weekend was nuts. We had Sony did a thing. We had uh, we got more information from Microsoft, but they didn't necessarily have a thing. The Gorilla Collective, which is just a bunch of indie guys, did a thing. They did many things, and it's been crazy. Amanda, how did you, how did you keep up with it? Because I barely did. My head was spinning by Saturday. Yeah, that sounds about right. I was too. There's been a lot going on, and it's still going. We still have a bunch of shows left. We have a bunch more that we're waiting on, that we're anticipating. Mm -hmm. By the time everyone listens to this podcast, EA Play will have happened. So that's going to be more announcements and more news, and we're going to come back and we're going to share it just as soon as we can. Yeah, so basically, um, we're just going to keep having... I know we typically alternate, but... As I said at the beginning of this year and talked about towards the end of last year, we're going to go where the news is and where the topics are. And uh, it's because E3 is not one week. It is, in fact, two and a half months. uh, We're going to just keep talking about video game stuff until we run out of video game stuff to talk about. We'll let that board game stuff pile up if we have to. So... We aren't going to go around the horn this week because there's just too darn much to talk about. Lots of lots of really hyped games. But before we go, I want to talk about our sponsors, and they are both literally Amanda. So first, Ready Player Mom, Amanda's Mixer Stream, with uh, is coming back at some point. It's been on a little bit coming of a hiatus. Oh, hey, look, you're coming back. So by the time you listen to this, you can watch a VOD over on Mixer.com, and you're playing Civilization and still loving it. Yes, still doing Reckon History. We are talking about some amazing female leaders through time. Um, we are talking about Amanatori, King Yadviga, uh, King Christina, both women. Sure. Queen Songdok of Korea and K- Guitaria sure. of Indonesia. So we, those are... Those are our amazing female leaders that we are going to be continuing to talk about and learn about on stream before Sarah and I move on to wrecking each other because we're still playing on a team. Sure. I appreciate it. 
And also, Virtual Economy Podcast, which is back this week. It is. After a little bit of a hiatus with a very special guest, one Troy Baker, mm-hmm. uh, who has a very nice voice. He's I, very I, soothing as a human being. It's, yeah. it's quite exceptional. I, yeah. I, I, listen, I watched him do a thing. Every time I watch him on a video or listen to his voice, it's, it's, I'm jealous of his voice. I'll tell you that much. Not for, he's not human people. ASMR. He really is. Yeah, he's really, and, and apparently he's also very nice. So if you want to hear yes. uh, him talk about voice acting, etc., go listen to the Virtual Economy podcast. Okay, that's our sponsors. Thank you, Amanda. Uh, she's wow. earning her advertising through sweat equity and putting up with me. So that's it. Um, the... I do have one favor to ask everybody. Normally I ask this favor at the end, but I'm going to ask now, and I'm going to make it quick. You listen to us probably on Apple or Google or someplace. My bet is that you can review us. And my bet is that you haven't. And I know that because we really don't have very many reviews, and I know all the people who have reviewed us. And so uh, my, my ask is, could you please throw us a four or five star review? It would be great. And leave some nice comments about me and Amanda, if you don't mind, because... The, uh, the that's how Apple and all them know that you are actually listening to us if you uh, give us a review. So more reviews means more downloads, etc., etc., and it would be quite great. We actually haven't gotten a new review in an embarrassingly long time, so please uh, help us out with that. So, Amanda, the first thing yeah. that happened last week was Sony. They came out on Thursday with the, the future of video games and they opened it up with Grand Theft Auto 5 which is <laughs> tone deaf and weird but whatever that's not what we're going to talk about uh, of course movie. of course GTA 5 was going to be on that thing come on guys but they also talked about a whole bunch of games now uh, if you are interested in a complete rundown of literally everything that was talked about you can actually watch us on YouTube because Jeff and I went over the whole shebang including even the grown up stuff on an episode of the EFG show, which you can find on YouTube in its entirety. That's our live Facebook show. So if you actually want to hear my voice and see my face for whatever reason, you can do that. However, Amanda and I, we're going to talk about the uh, the hype moments. Because there were, by our estimation, five EFG-friendly games that just really, that really made us. Out. Yes, at least yeah. one of them. I told you at the beginning, I told Amanda, we watched this thing together, I texted you and I said, all I want is one stand up and shout moment. And I got two of them. So, uh, and, and man, it, it, wasn't it so good for us? Like, this was the most EFG friendly press conference I have ever seen in the seven years that I have been running Engage Family Gaming. Yeah, it was kind of shocking. Um, just how... Just how family friendly it was, and like I, I wrote a little rundown for EFG. I don't know if it's you up did. on the site yet. It is, in fact, published Beauty. it on Friday. Beauty. So I wrote a rundown of wrote a, wrote up this big rundown of the entire conference. So and the that, link will be you know, in the show notes. Yes. Awesome. So this is so if Xbox Series X and like Xbox talking about the Series X and the next generation for Microsoft was you know, giving us little snacks, little tidbits of what family-friendly content was going to look like. Like, Sony gave us the whole damn meal. They really did. It was crazy. Like, and it was very family-friendly. Um, I think the first... I, I think it was, like, four games, not including the GTA thing, which was, I think, really 
I think they opened it because it's the only game that's been on all their systems. So I think it make it just makes sense. Um, I couldn't get mad at that. But ignoring that piece of advertising, um, the first like four games were all perfectly in line with us. We had Spider, you know, we had Spider Man. It was crazy. I was so hyped about it. So let's just go and talk about it. Um, we kind of have them in order of, you know, in, in kind of a random order here. But let's talk about Ratchet and Clank Drift Apart because I think, and this, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say Ratchet and Clank Drift Apart was the Drift Apart was the best looking thing they showed in the entire oh. thing. Um, like that was me dropping my my cell phone on the ground face first, everybody. Oh. It didn't break. Hey, guess what? They always fall butterside down. Of course they do. Um, Ratchet & Clank, the PS4 game, the remake of the original one, was a gorgeous game. Also super fun. Ratchet & Clank Drift Apart was, I mean, best looking show in the whole night, right? Yeah, I think so. I think that, like, graphically it was absolutely gorgeous. And I know... I know that a lot of people were probably just expecting Insomniac to just be like, oh, here's some cinematics, you know, like, we know what you love about Ratchet and Clank, but they gave us actual in-game gameplay, and it looked spectacular. It looked amazing. It looked like it felt amazing to play, and these games are always awesome. So this was definitely a bright spot of the conference. Yeah. Um, How about this, folks? We talk a lot about, you know, they throw around phrases like ray tracing and realistically Ratchet and Clank was what showed that off because the idea of ray tracing ignore all the technical mumbo jumbo is reflections are better things reflect thing things reflect off of other things now i don't know if you know a lot about clank but clank is a silver colored robot mm-hmm. and traditionally he is in fact metal um Traditionally, things don't reflect off of him very much, even though he is quite shiny. And wouldn't you know, light reflected off of Clank. And they also, I don't know, they probably did it on purpose, uh, but they were walking on top of a lot of reflective surfaces. So they definitely chose a, some slices in that game that really showed off the sunlight reflecting from above off of like the glass platforms they were walking around. And the shadows and just the, the clear animation. This is going to be... You don't think Ratchet and Clank, oh my goodness, this is going to be the prettiest thing I've seen. I, this game, when it comes out, is going to be bonkers to show off the power of this console. I, I think that you're right. I think that this is... It looks and it felt like a next-gen game. It yeah. really did. Through and through and through. And there are so many games that we've seen over the course of the last two years that look gorgeous on PC, but just run like garbage on console. So it's really great to see the console gaming finally catching back up to the PC again. Amen. So that's Ratchet and Clank Drift Apart. Uh, The big gimmick with this game is that there are portals that you fall through or jump through or fly through that are completely different worlds that normally you would have had to go through a loading screen to go through. And in this case because of the power of the solid state drive within the PlayStation 5, it will load significantly faster. So that's awesome. I cannot wait to see that gimmick used in more than like accidentally tripping through portals. Can't wait for it to be, you know, like a game mechanic. This is going to be a lot of fun. So that's Ratchet and Clank Drift Apart. 
had to be the first game we talk about, if for nothing else, because the crazy stuff is a little bit later. Um, why don't you... You got really excited about this game called Kena Bridge of Spirits. Like, you texted me yeah. when this thing came up, and I was like, okay, this is a Manda game. Tell me a little bit about this. It is a deeply Amanda game. So this game is a story-driven action-adventure game that looks so unbelievably gorgeous that it reminds me of Pikmin meets, I don't know, Breath of the Wild, Yeah. I want to say. Yeah. And I listen, you know me. I don't like Breath of the Wild. I know that this is like the most contentious thing in our friendship that I am just not a Breath of the Wild fan. And I'm sorry, but I'm also not sorry at the same time. So Kena... Which is crazy because you're Canadian, which means we're by default always sorry. It's and the fact that you're not... Is, it's weird. But anyway, go ahead. But get over it. <laughs> uh, so Kena, so you play as Kena, this really, really cute girl who ha is a protector of the forest, it looks like. We don't know too much about this game just yet. We know that it's coming out on a, multiple, a multitude of platforms. Um, so it's not a Sony exclusive. So Kena's job is to find to find these little furry creatures that look like a combination of Pikmin meet Kadama meet Ewoks. Yeah. Um, and they're little spirit companions. They're called the Rot. And you get to enhance their abilities and you find different ways to manipulate like, and interact with the environment to discover these secrets of this forgotten community in an overgrown forest. And your job is to deal with the wandering spirits that are trapped there. Yep. It looks so, great. She has a wizard yeah. staff she uses as a bow. Yes. Very excited about that. And, man, and it's coming out this holiday. It is coming out this holiday. So it's coming out this holiday on a multitude of platforms. You'll be able to find it on current generation, and I think it's going to be available on next generation, on all next generation consoles. Mm -hmm. So it's super exciting. The combat especially looks fantastic. Um, yeah. And I just, I can't get over, like, this marriage of this very Pixar kind of a attention to detail when it comes to real animation, where it feels just that much more polished. Yeah. And I really appreciate that, like, deeply appreciate that. So, yeah, yeah. Kena Bridge of Spirits is a must-play game for me this year. Yeah, I saw that, you texted me, and I was like, yep, Manda game. Absolutely a Manda game. So, uh, so we had a Manda game. Now I think we got to talk about a Steve game. Um, oh yeah, let's do it. Okay, I want to talk about Bug Snacks now. Oh my goodness, let's absolutely talk about Bug Snacks. So Bug Snacks, it, the reason this is a Steve game is because you know that I like absurd nonsense. Oh, of course. And Bug Snacks is quite literally the definition of absurd nonsense. So folks, listen. When we say Bug Snacks, we're talking about there are bugs that are made out of snacks. There was a there was a centipede that was definitely a half rack of ribs. There was uh, there, some There was a strawberry. There was a strawberry that was actually a spider. Mhm. Mm well, those spiders, they looked spidery. I don't know. It was some kind luggish. of It was some kind of arachnid looking thing that was a spider. And so I don't know what you do in this game. But it's, it looks like, you know, 3D adventure platformer kind of game where you are exploring and finding these weird animals made out of food. And it looks hilarious. The theme song is way too catchy. So 
good. Uh, like, I don't know. I, I mean, this could end up being one of, like, that song, put it up on Spotify. I mean, it's going to be one of my most played songs all year, uh, it, which is saying a lot. So, yeah, Bug Snacks, it's coming, to, it's coming to a lot of things. Or is it a PS4, PS5 exclusive? Do you know? Bug Snacks is not an exclusive game, no. So it's It'll coming be coming out, out on the Epic Game Store, and it will also be out on... Uh, it doesn't actually say. That's kind of weird. Okay, but it's going to be on other stuff. It is. Oh, it's going to be on PlayStation and, and the Epic Game Store. So that's those okay. are the two platforms. Okay. It's probably... All right, well, so... on the storefront, but you yeah, know what I mean. Exactly. So, yeah, that's Bug Snacks. Man, listen, when they announced this game, like, when it Shout came it. out, like, I was like, what is this? And so, like, my first instinct was, this is weird but cool. And then by the end of the trailer, I was like, okay, I'm I'm down. This is definitely a Steve game. I need to see what this is about. I want to know what it is. If you don't know what we're talking about, just go to, just look up Bug Snacks on YouTube. B-U-G-S-N-A-X. You'll, you'll see and you'll understand why Amanda and I are excited about this game. Bug Snacks. Bug Snacks. Um, we can't, we can't not talk about Bug Snacks. Okay. So, um, that's the third game from the Sony press conference. I do just want to put out a little bit of a... It's not on our list, but I just want to mention... Holy crap, they showed a new Gran Turismo. And I don't know... If, and you Now, you don't know this about me, but I am a Gran Turismo fanboy. So oh, I did not know that. You did not. It's, it is not traditionally a Steve game. Because also, I'm terrible at video games, and Gran Turismo is not an easy game. However, I love Gran Turismo. It looks very pretty. Cannot wait. Okay, next. So, which ones? Are we, which one are we going to talk about first? We're going to talk about the full game or the, the confusing game first. Uh, let's talk about the confusing game first, and then we'll end on a high note. Sure. Okay. So, both of these games I was incredibly hyped for. These are these next two games are my two yell into the air moments. First, okay. So they announced Spider-Man Miles Morales. Now, if you don't know who Miles Morales is, well, he's Spider-Man. It's just not Peter Parker, and so the uh, they announced it. It was one of the first things they showed. And the messaging was incredibly confusing to the point where Amanda and I, with the entire internet at our disposal, are still not 100% sure what this game is. Uh, we know that it's coming out holiday 2020. It's going to be on the PlayStation 5. Mm -hmm. And so what we, be what we believe is true as of right now, this could be clarified tomorrow morning for all we know and recording this on Tuesday, but as of right now, what we understand is that this is a standalone expansion to Spider-Man where you will play, it looks like it takes place during winter as opposed to the original Spider-Man which takes place during not winter, like spring or summer, that kind of thing. Like, there's snow underground. That's it, right? So, but it uses the same map. And it has been described as an enhanced and expanded version of the original game that features Miles Morales. Now, he does... Yeah. Miles Morales' Spider-Man has very different powers. He can go invisible. He has, like, electroshock power. So, like, combat will be different. But mm -hmm. we don't know how different or how big this game is going to be. They said it's going to be similar in scope to Uncharted Lost Legacy, which was like a 10-hour game. And so there's that. So it's Spider-Man. I'm excited for more Spider-Man, no matter what shape it comes. 
uh, it's just a question of Amanda. Amanda is uh, has, and I'm. I, I agree with her. We're going to hold off our OMG mega hype until we know what we're getting hyped about. Yeah. This is the equivalent of you can't just put a Spider-Man logo in front of Amanda and have her freak out. She is a reasonable human being. Sometimes. Um, most of the time, I think most of the time. But you know what? Uh, l- listen, Spider-Man PS4 was our game of the year. The year came out. Yep. And so more of that is always going to sound great to me. Oh, yeah. Um, I hear that. I'm going to play it, whether I pay 30 bucks for an expansion to my currently existing Spider-Man game, or I pay 60 bucks for, I don't know, whatever. I'm going to play it, so I don't yeah. know. It's they got me. It's definitely going to be a buy for me. I mean, don't get me wrong. I really like Miles Morales, and Into the Spider-Verse wasn't my first brush with Miles, but it really... Obviously, because I, I played some of um, of Spider-Man, but I didn't get to Miles' story in Spider-Man, unfortunately, because I was too busy running a site. So I didn't, like, yes, you know, you were play video games. I wrote about working. video games and their companies, but didn't get to play a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Funny thing, that. Uh, but yeah, I Into the Spider-Verse really sold me on Miles. Like, Into the Spider-Verse is one of the few perfect movies out mm-hmm. there. Like, it's just the perfect movie is not something you come across very often. But Into the Spider-Verse is, yeah, I think that even objectively is a perfect movie. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's real great. It's real great. So the, uh, so, yeah, I I am, I I certainly the success of that movie and the fact that so many people are excited, were excited about that is going to spill over into Miles. Uh, this character is different. He's a little older than Miles yeah. in the movie. However, yeah. uh, whatever, dude, um, it's it's going to be cool. Um, mm, and so, a great character. Yeah. A really, really great character. Very, you know, he's very personable. He's affable. You know, he's a lot easier to relate to for, you know, kids that aren't, like, super awkward or aren't total dorks like Peter. I love Peter. Don't get me wrong. Peter's great. I, I've dated boys like Peter in my life, but Miles is to me—he's so much warmer yeah. than Peter because Peter's gone through a significant amount of trauma, and Miles has had a lot of his own problems. But I just—he's just so much warmer to me. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, so that's Spider-Man Miles Morales coming out this holiday. Very excited for that one. But, but the real one—the the the. the the, the end of that show, the they couldn't really do much more other than show us the console, which they did, by the way. You can find pictures all over the place. Um, it looks like a Wi-Fi router, but whatever. Uh, I like it. I, I, I didn't say it looked bad. I said it looked like a Wi-Fi router. <laughs> I'm still going to buy one. Listen, it could have been shaped literally like Ultraman, and I would buy it. Damn. That's a deep cut. I mean, would you still... But you believe me, I would still buy I it. Do. Um, in fact, you know that I would line up for it. Um, yeah, exactly. Well, we all would, because it's like, what are you going to do? You need a PS5. So, um, exactly. We've got work to do. Uh, so, uh, they showed us a new Horizon game, guys. Horizon Forbidden West was announced. (sighs) Horizon Forbidden West. So, this, to me, was the game that I was hotly anticipating. I didn't get all the way through Horizon uh, Zero Dawn, but I absolutely loved everything 
everything that I saw. So, Horizon Zero Dawn was this exceptional, exceptional story about this young hunter named Aloy. And Aloy is growing up in this, like, wild, post-apocalyptic world. They call it a post-post-apocalyptic world because, like, everything's been reclaimed. And it's, like, this futuristic story, but it's prehistoric at the same time. So if you haven't played Horizon Zero Dawn, it is actually coming out on PC this summer. And it is available now on PlayStation 4. It is an exceptional title, and it is likely on, like, on deep... Sale. Well, even at full price right now, it's twenty bucks. This is the greatest so hits. So it's twenty dollars yeah. tops. It's totally worth it. It's absolutely worth it. There were so many great games that came out in twenty seventeen. Um, that was like the that was like the year for like all platforms was twenty seventeen. Whereas like twenty eighteen was really Sony's year. Sony and Nintendo. Um, but yeah, so Horizon Forbidden West is gonna pick up where Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, left off essentially and Aloy is going to be going and heading west through the ruins in America and she's going to try to like figure out what happened to the previous civilization um, there's going to be underwater exploration there's new ro- there's new robots that you're going to get to like beat up and take down it looks gorgeous this is the other game that took that that actually took my breath away like it took my breath away yeah this is gonna be great this is gonna be great how far did you make it in horizon i think i made it like 10 hours in 10 15 hours in i had a great time playing it but again i was working so okay i i would uh encourage you to play i'm gonna go back um, because she actually, I mean, spoilers, she does figure it out. So in this case, they added um, what it looks like is, and you know, if this game, listen, you will, because the mechanics continue to grow through that game. It's so wonderful. It was, I mean, listen, it came out the same year as Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. In fact, they came out within a week, within 10 days of each other, I think. Was it 10 days? Yeah. Um, and we've heard the story. I've shared it before about how my Switch came in late, so I hate played uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Not hating Horizon, but hating Amazon. Um, and I played Horizon Zero Dawn, and I pl- I think I played 30 hours in a weekend. Ooh. You um, went for it. This I is before it. we knew each other. Yes. And... It, oh man, it is so good. It is so great. And it turns out I found out later that I was playing it entirely wrong, combat-wise. But like, whatever. Um, I'm bad at video games, folks. Uh, this game, quietly, the best part of this game being announced is that we don't have to listen to YouTubers or podcasters try and guess the title and make jokes about it. Because if I heard one more goofy dude say Horizon One Evening or something again, I was gonna kick someone through a window um so strangle noises that's all i have yes so uh man listen whenever whenever they showed a picture of aloy like standing off on a cliff and you could see like the ruined golden gate bridge which at this point is just the towers because the bridge part has all fallen out you know you're gonna be climbing that you know you're gonna have to climb that And so now it gets to be like this crazy set piece game, whereas before it really wasn't. Like, it was just like cool biomes. But 
now that they're going to be, you know, having some, it looks like they're going to try and really play with scale and give us this, you know, real, you know, like, let's see what it's like to be on top of the Golden Gate Bridge in this new, completely reclaimed area. I cannot wait. Uh, I cannot see, I can't wait to see her new challenges. I was excited to see the underwater stuff. I will admit, not a huge underwater level guy. However, it makes sense. But it was super pretty. I think the thing is, right? Like, you always got to wonder, like, what are they going to add? And as soon as she was underwater, I was like, oh, they're adding the ability to swim underwater with a new little machine thing. Cool. Right? Like, you needed that. And also, some of the enemies, like those big elephant guys that were really, like, that, that were very Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Like, that's what it felt like to me. Like, they I wanted like to... Really fonts, didn't yeah, they? exactly. And I really wanted her to, like, I wanted her to, like, shoot one down, and then I, I just imagined, like, Gimli next to her. Like, that still only counts as one. Like, that scene for me is fantastic. So, yeah, Horizon Forbidden West, I cannot... We, they didn't give us a release date for this one. This is definitely yeah. coming out next year. Because uh, yeah. if it was this year, they would have told us. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't anticipate that this is going to be a launch window. I think it's going to be a yeah. launch, like, year. We will probably see this in 2021, maybe early 2022. Yeah. Sony is, is not, like, they go back and forth on their uh, their announced lead times. So it could, it could be anything at this yeah. point. I am anticipating holiday 2021 sure. for Horizon Forbidden West. But frankly, even if it's holiday 2022... That's uh, okay too. I'm fine with it. It's not like I ain't got games okay to play. To yeah, we got pl as you can, as you're gonna find out now that we're done with Sony, we got plenty of video games to play. And we're so, not even gonna get through all of them today because there are so many. So and I'm many. Gonna write, I'm gonna write a big thing about like the games that we that we're gonna be looking out for and the games you should be putting on your wish list for your kids, for your teens. Yeah, you it's know. gonna be a busy summer writing up writing up. Our version of previews being that we can't preview games because we can't touch them. But we them. can download demos. We can't because apparently Steam has figured out a way to do that. Um, Beautiful. Which is great. So, all right. Uh, so that's Horizon Forbidden West. Man, I cannot wait for that. So that's Sony. They did show us the show us the box. If you want to see what it looks like, just Google PS5. You'll see it. Um, it's a good looking machine. They didn't tell us the price. They didn't show us a release date. Um, we've already talked about it. this thing's going to be expensive. Obviously, when it do when we do have a price, uh, Amanda and I will obviously talk all about it because she's a business person, so she'll have all sorts of analysis. The one thing that is worth mentioning is they do have two versions. Uh, they have one with a disk drive and one without, which is really interesting, the fact that that's going to be available at launch. So everybody's going to have a little bit of a decision to make, and uh, it's an important one. Because you know, I mean, the disk drive one, the disk driveless one will obviously be less expensive, but that means you can't use disks. So it'll be really interesting to see how that all works out. Okay, so that's Sony. That was Thursday. Whew. Then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and even today Monday, nonstop showcases. Uh, it this, has been. There was the Gorilla Collective, which is a group they of indie developers. Yesterday. They wrapped yesterday. Yesterday as of Monday. Yeah. So they wrapped on Monday, and they had two very big shows on uh, Saturday and Sunday. They were amazing. And they were action-packed. There was all sorts of stuff. Um, it was great, and we'll talk about some of that. Then there was the PC Gamer Show, which, okay, it was very PC. 
right? Like it was yeah. very PC there gaming. There were a lot of good games. In Lots there. of good like, games. I watched it with my sons, and Evan kept saying, "Dad, this isn't funny," and I was like. It's okay. It's cringy funny, but it's not cringy in a bad way funny. Aww, he thought Day Nine's he, cute, and so is Frankie. He thought the oh, Frankie was Frankie was very Frankie's charming. Frankie's a delight. She she absolutely was. Evan didn't like the robot. Oh, the robot was kind of weird. Yeah, the robot. Was but weird. it's okay. Um, he also really got confused when Greg Miller was there. Um. Oh yeah, Greg taking over randomly. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was for he persona. Liked persona. Yeah, but. But Evan was like, doesn't he doesn't he hate PC games? I'm like, it's it's a, it's a bit. That's why they got him. Um, yes, that is entirely why they got him because it's like, got... oh look, this thing that was on P uh, was on my PlayStation Vita is now on PC, PC. So I guess I better play more PC games. And you may as well. It, it, yeah, it was funny. I'm just really bummed they didn't do a TurboTax joke at that point because that's like his big bit. Because he says, he always says that his favorite game on PC is TurboTax. Um, which I can't imagine he uses TurboTax. Of course he has an account. But anyway, different story. Um, so, mad shows. And we're not even done with all of them. So let's just rock it through. I don't even remember what show any of these were on. But we're just going to... worry about it. I will take us through the shows. Because okay. I have them all I have them all laid out for us. Okay, so do you want to drive then? I can drive, yeah. So you drive, and I will put things in order in the show notes. Um, okay. So what are we talking about first, dear? So we are talking about Roki, which is a Scandinavian folklore puzzle game. So it is a dark contemporary fairy tale. Okay. And it is all about this young girl. Her name is Tove, and she is going on a fantastical journey to save her family. You have she ends up going into the woods and she is she ends up discovering this this forgotten world of Scandinavian folklore and you have to like deal with these weird looking creatures and these wild locations you get to explore the ancient wilderness and do puzzles and then you end up saving your family at the end of this adventure yeah and it takes place during the winter time so you know that's 100% of my convenient alley <laughs> do, um, do they play hockey? there is no hockey no, I cannot see any hockey in this, uh, but there are, like, giant wolves. So that's yeah, cool. That's cool. Um, so, fun fact, we were watching this, and um, this is... So, we were watching the show, and so my and my daughter... This was during the uh, Gorilla Collective, and my daughter was sitting next to me. She was playing Animal Crossing. And so, like, she would just... You know, she doesn't really pay a huge amount of attention to a lot of these press conferences... Um, because she's seven, um, but she picked up her head when this conference, when this trailer was going, and she goes, um, "Dad, I think this is a Mickey game." And I was like, "Yeah, what do you think?" And she goes, "Well, I mean, it's cute, and it's a little girl, and she's in the snow, so I think this is a Mickey game." And I said, "Cool." You know I, had I had never, I had never thought of it, um, but she, th there was a few scary parts. Where she was like, ooh, that's a little scary. But I still think this is a Meggie game. So, well, um... Well, Daddy, then. Well, I mean, exactly. We're just going to have to play it. And, um, yeah, no, I agree with this with you on this one. This is... I, I like that they referred to it, like, right in the opening. That it was like a, like a contemporary fairy tale. And I think that that's... 
just kind of a cool concept, like it, as a theme, right? Like that must have been on their whiteboard when they started this project, right? Or in a notebook or whatever. I love to imagine whiteboards. Everybody has one for me. Everybody um, should have whiteboards. I don't have one, but I wish I had one. I'll send you one. Um, so the yeah <laughs> yeah you yes you will. So the and the so just the idea of just kind of exploring these cool magical stories with a character that is kind of grounded in um you know the real world just seems really cool to me the art was gorgeous um mm -hmm. so yeah i cannot wait to get our hands on this one and it's on you can wishlist it on steam right now yes and you absolutely should because this game looks brilliant and you know so many fairy tales that we tell our children have like battles of good and evil and it's very you know it's very whitewashed it's very like or pink washed even these days because it's all like all about girliness and stuff like that but this game is about a princess who needs like almost like a princess who needs to save her family and save herself at the same time mm -hmm. and those darker fairy tales those are what the fairy tales actually look like fairy yeah. tales are dark and they're dark parables and they're yeah. they're cautionary tales so i'm really excited about roki it looks great tove looks like an awesome uh protagonist to go and guide through the woods and make friends with monsters and it just looks yeah. really cool. she got a nice hat too she's a very nice cap. hat i like toques yeah so um so that is roki a scandinavian fairy tale so um and that was on day one of the gorilla collective yeah it was one of the first games they showed uh, it was like the I said, first game that they showed. And what was interesting about Maggie DeClint, like, planting her flag on it is then from there on out, everyone was trying to claim games. It was like hungry, hungry hippos of this is a me game, this is a Jake game, this is an Evie game. Um, and so I thought that was an interesting little experience to uh, watch that with them. I will tell you uh, who claimed what as we go. Um, I, I know you're driving, but I'm just going to get out of the way. I want to talk about Humankind by Sega. Yes, absolutely. I'll make it super fast. It's, yeah, let's do it. Uh, it's uh, it's it's civilization, but made by Sega, and thus it will be different. That's all it matters. That's all we really know right now. Um, what we do know is that they are developing it. It's going to be in early access, more or less, and it's going to be heavily designed using fan feedback. So, if you go, uh, if there's a website, I'll put the link in the show notes. You'll actually be able to go and participate in the development, more or less, by playing the game. And I think that's really interesting. You gotta differentiate yourself from Civ, because, you know, Civ. The the big difference that they have is that they have a lot of time limited scenarios, where instead of you play from the beginning of time to flying off into space, you have to uh, you have X number of turns to defend your you know, kingdom from attackers, or okay. you're playing through the Bronze Age and things like that, which I think is kind of interesting scenario play is one of the cool things with Civ this sounds like it would be fun um, it looks a lot like Civilization right on its surface there's hexes there's little squads of dudes I'm very interested to see how it plays out and worst case scenario it will inspire me to play more Civilization so like I'm all like literally there is no downside it's either really cool or it's not cool and then I end up playing Civ which is an immaculate video game so it's yeah. true that's Humankind Especially, by Sega. Yes, and Humankind looks really cool. That's that's another game that's on my list of games to watch for this year. So 
I'm glad that we were able to talk about it. Mm -hmm. uh, the next game on our list for the first day of the Gorilla Collective is Lake. Lake. And mm -hmm. Lake is from uh, Whitethorn Digital, Whitethorn Digital Games. And this is a game that is set in the year that I was born, actually. It was, it was, it's set in 1986 in September. So I was like a month old, almost. Um, and you are playing as a 40-something woman named Meredith. And she was working in the big city. She was delivering, uh, you know, she had a, she had a, a busy career job. And then her dad needed her to come back for a little while to fill in as a mail carrier. And so she goes back to her hometown, which is Providence Oaks in Oregon. Like, I, I feel like all of the most beautiful games happen in the Pacific Northwest. They happen in Oregon, they happen in Washington, or they happen in British Columbia. Um, so this is this takes place over the course of two weeks. Meredith meets people. Apparently you can fall in love in this game. Um, you know, she gets reconnected with her your her high school best friend, and you know, there's just there's a lot going on narratively speaking. But this is a this is a fusion game though. It's not just like any one thing. It's a traditional story-driven point-and-click adventure game. It's a driving sim, and it's a modern narrative adventure, according to um, Whitethorn's um, Steam page. Okay. So. The great thing about this is that this game is supposed to be very gray in the sense that there are no good choices, there are no bad choices. These are just choices, choices that you need to be making every single day, which I think is great. That plays into a conversation that Tina and Mini had with Gary Witta during um, the GameSpeed Summit, which was online. And, you know, Gary was talking about how games need to be about those slice of life moments. They need to start talking about those thousands of small decisions that we make every single day and the interactions that we have with people and they're ordinary. They're completely ordinary. So I feel like Lake is really drawing upon that. Mm -hmm. um, there will be, there are three different endings and because this is set in pre-digital, you know, pre-digital times in the 1980s, um, Lake is really positioning itself as like this break from, you know, the, the always on nature of both gaming and society in general sure also putting it in 1986 means they don't have to deal with any of the shenanigans like you know cell phones and things like that they can keep it nice and simple yes you do have a visitor walking behind you he's done it like half a dozen times i think he's doing it on purpose now he probably um, is he's he's looking for cables right now oh okay I don't um know why. well he's in the right room for that okay so what are you doing <laughs> Just listen, we got, I got people walking in and out of my room, too, so it's fine. Yeah. Um, what else we got? Okay, I think that we have one more from the first day of the Gorilla Collective that we want to talk about, and that is Urban Trial Tricky. Urban Trial Tricky looks awesome. Yeah. It looks so good. It's going to be launching in nine days. And you can buy it on the Switch eShop as of two days from now with a 10% discount. Mm -hmm. So what Urban Trial Tricky is, is it is a casual, it's like, it's marketed as like a casual game. And it is, it's, it's like Trials, man. 
it's like Trials, but heckin' cartoony, mm-hmm. and it looks so fun and so weird at the same time. So I'm really, I don't know, I'm just really excited to play this game because this is the kind of game I would play with my son, with my youngest son, when he, back when he was just starting to get into video games, mm-hmm. he loved Trials HD on the PlayStation 4. It was like his favorite game, and he would play that until he mastered it, and he was phenomenal by the time he was six years old. So I'm really excited to put this in front of Gabriel and say, hey, look, buddy, look what I got for you. These are like young kids, but they're, you know, doing cool bike tricks. Let's let's go play it. Yeah. So. It, I, I, I struggle with some of the Trials games just because they really are so skill-focused. They're really hard. Uh, this feels like it might be a little bit less challenging, but more focused on style. You yeah. know, doing the tricks and stuff like that. And that was one of my favorite things about, like, SSX, which is mm-hmm. just, instead of it being a serious yeah. racing game, you were just really just trying to do stupid things while jumping really high. So I'm hoping that I get that out of it. And yeah, it's coming up very soon, which is it awesome. Is. And this it's is a like great Switch game. Yeah, so it's coming out next Thursday. So definitely, if you are, if you are even remotely interested in this game... Get it on Switch. Yeah, this is gonna. Rad. This is very likely gonna be one of our picks of the week when it comes out because it's yep. very good. Totally. Okay, so that was everything for day one of the Gorilla Collective. I think that we only really have time to go through the PC gamer sh- PC gaming show, mm-hmm. which is I think this was their sixth year. Doing yeah. The oh, they've been doing this a lot. Yeah. Oh, it was great though. I really, I really enjoyed, I really, really enjoyed the the hosting. Like Frankie's a delight, and Day Nine was tons of fun. I've always liked Day Nine. He's mm-hmm. he's such a he's such a wholesome character. Mm-hmm. Um. But okay, let's let's go through some of our favorites from the PC gaming show. The first one on the list is Ooblets. Ooblets. Which let's talk Ooblets. <sighs> Man, Ooblets. Listen, Ooblets is a it's it's Pokemon, but instead of catching monsters, you farm them. Instead of battling people, you have a dance battle. That's it. it. It's great. I want to go into this game and never leave it. Ever. Yeah, this is a Manda game. This is definitely a Manda game. It's cute. It yes. It's colorful. It's fun. And it's for me, and it's wholesome. And for me, I, yeah, I can't say enough. This is, when this was announced, this was... I, this was immediately one of my most anticipated games. It has uh, dwindled only because it's been a while. It has, but, yeah. But listen, there's two people making this game, and yeah. they obviously are getting some help publishing. Yeah. And that means, very likely, that came with some additional pressure, some additional, you know, they, they scoped up a little bit, I am sure, because they had the opportunity to do so. And so that means they just, we're going to take some more time. I ain't even mad. Listen, make this game. Oh. Make it great. Uh, don't freak out. They even they even got an office, Amanda. How fancy is that? Yeah. Which I think That's is great. That's awesome. It. They deserve it. This game looks super they cool. so hard. They're a husband and wife team. Yeah. Right? Which They're is hard to do, folks. Well, yes. Um. <laughs> yeah, it can be. It definitely can be. Considering I work with I, I work with my partner, yeah. you know, for F squared and for the Virtual Economy podcast. You know, it can it can get a little hairy, but it's it's good ultimately. So, <laughs> Ooblets, Ooblets looks awesome. It's it's like 
you know how Ooblets is described on its own fact page is yep. it's like Harvest Moon meets Pokemon meets Animal Crossing. You'll like it. Like yeah. that's just great. What a what a great description. It's just like that's it. This is what this game is. We promise you'll like it. And it's like I know. Please put it in my veins directly. I yeah. will put it here. Yeah. Also no. take all my money. I give it to I, you. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. And it's sometime that so it's the, they said soon it's coming to early access. So yeah, and, and the Epic Game Store is now doing early access. So the Epic Game Store was um, has been an was an early supporter for Ooblets. Yes, they were to give them more money and to ensure that they had what they needed to you know make sure that they made the game that they wanted to make. So Ooblets looks unbelievably awesome. Mm -hmm. I am super excited about Ooblets, and I have been for like a year. And yep. let's let let's talk. Let's talk about a particularly strange game. Okay. And by strange, I mean evil. Ooh. We are gonna talk about Evil Genius Two, World Domination. Oh my goodness! I don't know. Have you ever played Evil Genius? Did you play the first one? I did not. No. Okay, so, Evil Genius is deeply satirical. It is funny as heck, and it is a spy layer. It's like it's like a call. It's called like a spy fi uh, layer builder, where you're the criminal mastermind essentially. So you you build your base, you got your minions. You have to train them. You have to train them to in combat, in um, in science, in a number of different things. And then you defend yourself from the forces of justice, and ultimately your goal is to take over the world. Yeah, pretty much. You know, and along the way that you you recruit special henchmen to go send them out into the world and to go on missions, and it's just the, like Evil Genius, the first Evil Genius game was extremely buggy. Like it was a very buggy game. It drove me nuts. I loved it anyway. It was like Vampire: The Masquerade Bloodlines for me. It's one of those cult games where it's like, no, but I love it. I must have it, even though it's janky, and I don't care. So, Evil Genius 2 was actually uh, announced last year, but mm -hmm. we have learned that it's coming out this year. So, I'm really excited about this game. I don't know about you, but I love layer. I love like building games. So, I've played things like Theme Hospital and Dungeon Keeper. Mm -hmm. um, Two Point Hospital is another really good one if you want to play some than Theme Hospital, which no longer runs and Bullfrog is not around anymore. Um, and Evil Genius. The mods that you can get for Evil Genius actually kind of fixes the game. But Evil Genius 2 is coming out this year. Yeah. It's rad. It really does. Evil Genius. So this is one of those, like, okay, so they started showing it off. And I was like, okay. And over time, I became a little bit more hyped. I do enjoy building games. My issue is that I overthink everything. Uh, so I end up restarting them a lot. But that's okay. I will gladly restart this one quite frequently uh, because it looks super fun. Um, you know, I hope that... I, I do hope that you have, like... That it looks absurd enough that I'm going to really enjoy myself with it. So, yeah. Evil Geniuses 2, definitely one to take a look at. Yeah, absolutely. So that was, that was one of the top games for me from uh, the PC gaming show. We should talk about Blanco's block party. We and should. And how utterly bananas this game looks. Yeah, it really does. So yeah, let's talk about totally it. Totally nutsy. 
So it's a social MMO. It's a social MMO. And it is all about what if toys came to life? Mm -hmm. Specifically, what if... Specifically, what if things that were legally distinct from Funko Pops came to life? Exactly. Because that's... So you can build... Exactly. You can build your own Blanco. And they look weird. They look really, really, really weird. So you create your own Blanco toy. And then you hang out in a hub where you can chat with your friends. Very Fortnite. Um, create mini games in the level builder. Which is... You know, I, I like that idea too. I don't know how well that's going to play out with user-generated content. And... Some of the issues that we've had with Roblox and user-generated yeah. content that is not moderated, um, and then you take part in these global these global daily challenges. So there's not a lot of information that is that that's there for uh, Blanco's block party, other than it looks heckin' cute. Yep. It looks like it is Splatoon 2 meets Fortnite. And I just really want to check it out. I want to build a Blanco like that. Yeah, I really... And they're all seasonal Blancos, too. Yeah. I think this is one of those where I'm I'm hoping that it takes off. Me too. If for nothing else, because I want everything to succeed, truthfully. However, this one, I hope it really blows up so that they make it so that you can make your Blanco and, and have it shipped to you. Like... That's what I want. I want it to be successful enough that you can get your guy sent to you. Um, yeah. That just sounds like it would be a whole lot of fun. I'm sure very complicated and probably very expensive, but uh, I'm super down. Uh, Evan, if you hear Evan in the background, he's very excited because he just sold five full inventories of turnips. Um, and so he is uh, at, at almost 600 bells a pop. So he's very excited at the millions and millions of bells that he has. So um, we'll forgive him for being giddy. Um, so, yeah, no, I'm, I'm super down with Blanco's Black Party. So what happened was weird is I – you told me about this because you were ahead. You Because of just weird internet stuff, you were ahead of me by like a minute. And you were like, mm -hmm. yeah, you got to check out this Blanco's Black Party. I think this is going to be a big deal for us. Yeah. And I was like, what are you even talking about? Because I didn't realize how far ahead of me you were. And then it and it caught up, and I was like, yeah, Amanda's pretty good at this. She knows what she's talking about. Um, it's like you've it's like you've done it's like you've been doing this for a while. Um, I think this game is gonna be uh, it just like with any social kind of game like this, it's gonna be hit or miss. Uh, and I hope yeah. that it is a hit because it is super cool. I agree. I think it looks really interesting. I'm concerned about it from the user-generated content. So for anyone that doesn't know what UGC is, it's that that's the stuff that other users create and they share in the world. Yeah. Um, I am really, really hoping that they have some serious security tamp down on that. Otherwise, we're going to end up in a Roblox situation, which is not good. Yep, and we've, we have definitely talked about uh, Roblox problems. I've gone on. I've been. I've been on the local news talking about how much I don't like Roblox. Um, so okay. I think that about covers the game. I think that's about all the time we have. Um, and guess what, folks? Let me tell you. Amanda and I had a pre-show meeting. We did about a half hour long, and uh, we still have. Like so many, more than half. Like we barely covered half of our list, so we're gonna be talking about more next week, um, where we're actually gonna have a special guest. Also, uh, someone's gonna be joining us to talk about 
some Destiny because go figure, Destiny had their own thing. Oh yeah. Um, it was big too. And it was big, and they and they gave a lot of information, and we were able to figure out a lot more information just by listening to them talk, which was pretty cool. So we're going to be talking a lot about that. So Amanda, um, would you believe it if I told you that that was episode 223 of the Engaged Family Gaming Podcast? I would believe it because I really miss podcasting. Yep, it's true. Also, you of course you believe it because you were physically here. So, um, So there's that. So everybody, thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed listening as much as Amanda and I enjoyed recording. I'll say this much. We did not even scratch the surface of the games that were talked about over the last week. So I'd love to hear your your thoughts. What games are you really hyped for? Head on into the Engage Family Gaming community and just start a thread. There's, there's no Tell rules. Tell us everything. I mean, there are rules, but on this case, there's no rules. Tell us about the games you want to talk about. Tell And tell us if you disagree with us, if there's something we missed, because you never know. It might appear on another episode uh, of a, the Engage Family Gaming podcast. So, everyone... You know the drill, share the podcast with people that you know, like, share, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Everyone, have a wonderful week. We will be back next time. But until then, don't forget to get your family game on. We'll talk to you all soon. Bye. For the Engaged Family Gaming Podcast is Android Sock Hop by Kevin McLeod, an audio production by Six Pack Nerds Productions.